This is the Love and Sex Unfiltered Podcast. Hosted by licensed marriage and family therapist and certified Gottman Method couples therapist, Sonia Jensen. Let's dive into the unfiltered side of what it takes to create communication, intimacy, and chemistry, not just in relationships with a partner, but the relationship you have with you. Here's your host, Sonia Jensen. Hello, it's Sonia Jensen and featuring Ophelia Kinnersley, my bestie, you know, the prettier one in our photos on, <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, I love, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about embracing your sexuality. Okay, well, one, there's a lot of many components to this. What do you think, Ophelia? Oh, my goodness, yes. But we, we're going to have a small nugget of yes. this because we're going to make a bigger episode about this later. Ooh, on. we're going to bring some other amazing women into this tabletop conversation on embracing your sexuality. This feels so fun. Okay. So it took me forever to embrace that I was a sexual person and that it was okay to desire sex, to think about sex, to explore what I liked and what I didn't like. And working with couples for so long and so intensely, I have found that one of the main things that couples don't talk about is sex. Or when they do talk about it, they talk about how much of it they're having or not having. And instead of, hey, what turns you on when I do this? Do you like this? And most of the time, we don't even get a feel for what our bodies enjoy. We become very, like, mechanicalistic about it, right? I don't even know if that's a word, but I made it up. So we're we're, going to go with it. But, you know, it's like he goes down on me. I orgasm. I go down on him. Then, you know, we have sex and, and we're done. Right. You want to think of sex as having the end goal of being a pleasurable experience, not the end goal of somebody has an orgasm. Orgasms are wonderful, but they put a ton of pressure on yourself and on your partner to have some sort of end or it wasn't good enough. Right. Well, embracing your sexuality is one, not being afraid to explore with yourself and with your partner, what you do and don't like about sex. So some people, because of past trauma-related histories or past experiences with other sexual partners, can kind of get a glimpse of like, okay, well, I like this, but I don't like this. But how much do we really slow down and have the mind-body connection during sex? What is our brain thinking about? What's actually interesting is there's a difference between a desire and a fantasy, So a lot of people have fantasies that never match a true desire that they actually want to go out Mm -hmm. and have, right? Or sometimes those fantasies do match up with desires. But say, for example, like there's a lot of women that come into my practice and they have a fantasy about same-sex interactions in their head while they're having an orgasm and it freaks them out. But it's the only thing that gets them to orgasm. Right. And so then they question, am I gay? Well, not necessarily. Do you want to go out and like go down on a woman? You might, you might, or you might not want to. And by the way, happy Pride Month. We're all about inclusivity here. But it's all about knowing that one, your mind might be stimulated by something that you might not actually want to do. And so I think the more, it's like the elephant in the room, the more you try to like shut down a fantasy, the more you're going to shut off your sexual experience and shame yourself. So let's talk about sexuality and shame because you can't talk about exploring your sexuality without deconstructing shame. Shame is the idea that I am bad or I am intrinsically failing at something, right? Well, 
sex is a conversation. Sex is something that is ever evolving. And you might have, you don't know what you don't know, Mm -hmm. right? And so the more you tell yourself you're bad at something, the more you're going to shut yourself off from ever having curiosity into what you do want. So we have to get rid of the shame aspect of things or you'll never be able to come into your full sexual self. That's number one. Now, that's easy to say and not easy to do. What do you think about that? When it comes to pornography, I mean, we're both from a highly Christian background and you are not supposed to look at porn whatsoever. But I think that there's such a false fallacy when it comes to that because pornography can teach you some sexual desires. And if you look at girl on girl porn, which most women you told me like to look at and I have looked at myself, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a lesbian, but I just feel more comfortable looking at a woman's body than I do necessarily having a male-female relationship, which I'm already in. Right, right. Sometimes it's the what you don't have and what you don't experience that gives you that kind of sense of erotica, right? The taboo or the unknown. But also, a lot of women will tell me that, like, just watching a penis go in and out of a girl over and over again doesn't, like... That's already <laughs> right. Like, I don't need to watch going to Pound Town, right? Like, I know what that experience is, and it feels less aggressive to look at girl on girl porn. But also, you know, you can just watch Bridgerton. Netflix better give me something for this one. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes, I got you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're besties, me and Shonda. I like I you. <laughs> Cheating already. Oh, yes. I see that. So I read your book, The Year of Yes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay. So anyways, you can watch what you can. It's interesting what you might find sends shivers down your spine and makes you get a little wet, right? It's, it's going to be whatever it's going to be. So one, stop judging yourself. When we judge ourselves, we shut down curiosity, and you will never find out what you like unless you just start asking yourself questions. I wonder why that made me feel good. Where did I feel it? What was it able to let me experience or explore about myself that I didn't already know? So that's one. I mean, so you cannot explore your sexuality without getting rid of shame. Two, one of the biggest things is a lot of women don't have people to talk to about this. They don't know who it's safe to talk about sex with. They grew up in households like mine where you did not talk about sex. Oh, my God. The the one thing I remember is after church one Sunday, the only sex talk I ever got was my dad turned around and he said to me, Sonia, oral sex is sex. That's it. And I was like, who the hell's putting what where? Gross! <laughs> but by the way, oral sex is amazing. So just FYI on that. But uh, I'll ditto that one. <laughs> <laughs> so have have people that you can talk about. Like I've even shared with some women, go watch Sex in the City that's on Amazon Prime for free right now. And like listen to how women talk about their sexuality and know that it's not taboo. And find people in your life that you're comfortable with talking to about sex because you are usually not alone, even though we think we are. Another thing about exploring your sexuality is how comfortable do you feel with sharing yourself with your partner? John Gottman in his research found that couples who talk about sex have more sex, but the majority of couples are not talking about sex. So there's a free app called the Gottman Card Dex, and I highly recommend downloading it. Again, it's free. And there's there's a card deck on that app called Questions to Ask Each Other About Sex. And 
Those are just questions where you two ask each other in an environment that feels safe to explore yourselves out loud with each other and that you might find that you two are more alike with something you want to try, like some sort of kink or some sort of experimental sex thing you want to do if you want to whip out the whipped cream, right? There's also on that same card deck called the salsa card decks, mild, medium, and hot. So if you're, you and your partner are not having sex or it's been a while, take out those mild card decks. Those are all about like suggestions for reconnecting emotionally. The medium are for couples who want to start engaging in sex. And so there gives some playful ideas there. And the hot is like, whoo, okay, you can do some fun things with those card decks. But anyways, there's resources available to you and they are free. So I would highly recommend and we'll we'll drop the link on this but you can get it through your app store on either your ios or your whatever the other device is because i'm not tech savvy i like you okay if you can't talk to your partner about sex or the sex that you are having does not feel safe i would highly encourage you to talk to a counselor but let's talk about a couple of things how to know when the sex i'm having is healthy one Is it consensual? This is a big thing that I have to talk to married people about. If at any time you don't feel comfortable with what you are being asked to do or try or you're in the middle of it and you just don't feel like it anymore, you have the right to say no. You do not have to have sex with your partner just because they ask you. Okay, so consent is really important. Two, do you feel like there's an even playing field when it comes to the power dynamic? Does this person have some sort of influence or power over you? In that case, it is not really healthy to have sex with this person if they are taking advantage of you or have a position of power over you. The next one is honesty. Do you feel like there is honesty about sexual partners and sexual history? Is there honesty about what you both want out of this relationship? And the next one is shared values. If I am having sex with somebody that has, and I know that the only time I want to have sex with somebody is I see a long-term relationship with them, and they're like, this is a one-night stand or a fling or a fuck buddy or whatever, like, that's not a shared value system. So really being clear on, like, I'm only having sex because I see this as a long-term relationship. Is that what you see it as as well? And then the next thing, is there protection from pregnancy and STIs? unwanted pregnancy, I guess, in that sense. Like, are you using condoms? I know this sounds ridiculous, but I have to talk to grown-ass people about wearing condoms and protection. Please, please use a condom if you do not want to get pregnant. I don't care if she tells you she's on birth control. The pull-out method doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work, okay? And also, Get your birth control, you know, go talk to your OBGYN, make sure that your birth control, you know, um, what impacts your birth control's efficacy, right? Like certain lubricants that you might use might degrade the condom and you think you're using protection. And you're not. And you're not. So stay clear of like olive oil and coconut oil if you don't want to get pregnant. (laughs) Sorry. Olive oil and coconut oil, this is a thing. It's a thing. Every time I talk to you, it's an education. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We want to use like oil-based or water-based lubes. Don't use lidocaine-based lubes. A lot of OBGYNs, if you're having pain during sex or you're struggling to have sex for the first time, they will recommend a lidocaine-based lube, which is a numbing agent. 
it's a lube, but it's a numbing agent. So you don't get to know what's, you don't get to learn what's okay for your body. One of the main reasons that women have pain during sex, it's not the only reason, but one of the main reasons is lack of lubrication. Okay. If you're using lidocaine, you might tear because you don't know how your body is responding to whatever is being inserted inside of it. So talk with a certified sex therapist, talk with your OBGYN. Um, lidocaine lube is really for anal fisting. Okay. That's another podcast. <laughs> That's another podcast. So it's not for your vagina. And so, and then the next one is, and the last but not least is pleasure. Make sure that the sex feels pleasurable. I have so many women who do sexual positions that feel very uncomfortable for them because they just want their partner to get off as fast as possible. Listen, if sex is not pleasurable for you, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Now, I will say, like, sometimes, like, when my husband and I were first married, he had to have sex every fucking day. And I was like, I can't do this. So it'd be like, get out of the shower, like, get it done. So, like, there is good enough sex. And not every sex has to be, like, this hour-long drama, um, totally intense experience. But if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Do you have any lube recommendations that you could give? Like, would you say, like, KY? KY is a good one. Um, But, again, you're really just looking for, like, the, like, is it water-based or or is it oil-based? You can go on Amazon and just try different lubes. There's a lot of different lube sprays that can go in your purse. But, again, if you are struggling with pain during intercourse, there's a couple different reasons you can. But the main reason women tear or struggle with pain is lack of lubrication. And an oil-based lube is great. A water-based lube is awesome, too. We can do a whole episode on on lubes. I need to do a little more research to give you guys some actual... Choose me. Pick me. <laughs> oh, you want to do the research? I'll do the research. Okay, Ophelia's going to research lubes. <laughs> um, so we'll do that in a new podcast. But overall... Engaging and learning your own sexuality is being open to what turns you on and what makes you feel the most sexy, what makes you feel the most alive, what makes you feel the most comfortable. So shutting yourself down is not going to help you do that. Um, so I would encourage you to find people that that you can connect with that will help you talk through sex, like get a, a certified sex therapist. I do a whole podcast on do not go to just any old regular therapist to talk about sex because the majority of therapists, I mean, like when I say majority, I'd say like 97% of therapists are not trained in sex therapy and there's a lot of judgment there. So make sure that you go through ASECT, which is the main standard for credentialing. I also, I got my certification through the Sexual Health Alliance. So you want to look for therapists and interview them. But that's a whole other topic, and I promise I'll do a podcast on it. But anyways, exploring your sexuality is a process. It's going to change over time. Just because you like one thing now doesn't mean you'll like it an hour from now. It doesn't mean that you will like it in a year from now. So your sexuality and your experience and your expression of it is always going to change. So be open to that. Don't judge yourself. And if you don't know what to do, get help from a certified sex therapist. Thank you so much for listening. There you have it. If this episode hit home for you, take a second to share it with a friend, screenshot it and share it on Instagram or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
If you want to learn more tips and stay connected with Sonia, follow her on Instagram at the Sonia Jensen. And if you want to find more information, you can check out her website at www.sonyajensen.com. Until next time, remember, stay real, stay unfiltered, and dig deep.